Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode. I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be reviewing Season 10 Episode... Uh, I believe it's three. three yeah, four. three. Identity crisis in season ten, episode four. Rumor at the top. I I just say I believe because on the discs it was two and three, but according to the wiki, it's three and four. So because the first one was an hour long, so yeah. I didn't know if you counted that as one or two. I I'm counting it as two because if you do, then there are twenty two episodes in the okay. season. That Otherwise, there's sense. twenty one. Yeah. Okay, Identity Crisis is basically about three different soldiers. One being um, Mathis, who has a tattoo that says Gloria on it. And the other oh. one being Corporal Rice. What? Oh. Oh, good name. Uh, who's obsessed with a pack at first, and we find out why. And the third is, well... It's Corporal Levin, but is it? <laughs> so mm. that's basically the three um, plots are about, or the the plots are about these three men and how they're dealing with life and what happened to them. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to begin with Mathis? He has a tattoo that says Gloria, mm -hmm. but he's like covered up. I don't care. He said he just got a Dear John letter, but it's not a basic Dear John letter. Mm -hmm. It's a Dear John letter that ba says, can you send my picture back because I don't want anything to do with you because it's a status thing. I'm, I found a, a man who's going to marry me and my status is going to go, going to go up and I don't want him to know that I was dating below my means so yeah. it was it was just a terrible terrible dear john letter because mm -hmm. then his self-worth was just in the toilet like yeah. Yeah. he's like i she's right i'm no good mm -hmm. i'm and marker was trying to say to him you're a brave young man you're fighting for your country you good know? try major yeah and his self-worth was terrible yeah and it didn't mm -hmm. matter what anyone said because mm -hmm. That's what that's what happens when someone tells you you're worthless. It's easier to believe that you're worthless than you're a great person. Well, so, uh, or yeah, I I'm trying to figure out. I, I had a thought and it, it's slightly escaping me, but like along those same lines, I think it's also easier to believe that you're a bad person than that you made a bad choice and stuck with it. Yep. It's like, no, I made no. this choice to, in this case, date this person. I'm sticking with it for now. And so it must be me who is uh, flawed, not the choice. Right. And I think that's part of what you need to go through with loss. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because you know, I see that with other losses. You yeah. Know, you, mm -hmm. you put it on yourself where mm -hmm. it had really nothing to do with your choices. Mm -hmm. He was away fighting. Yeah. Like, it was mm -hmm. all this person, this woman's choices. It was. And I love how um, Hawkeye immediately begins to take action. I know. I love it, too. Do you want to talk about that right yeah, away? Yeah, let's or? talk okay. about it right away, since we're okay. talking about him. So just go through each strand. Yeah, let's so, do that. Okay, so this is this is Mathis, is that? Yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. 
um, yeah. Hawkeye hated the thought that this woman is putting this pressure on him. Mm -hmm. And you could see right away that his mind just started clicking. Okay, what can we do to help him to help himself? Uh-huh. You know, he didn't think anything evil of, you know, but just what can we do to help him help himself? Yeah. So what did he do? I love it. He, you... It's hard to see at first, but he's going around to everybody and getting pictures of women. Um, big women, tiny women, uh, muscular women, skinny women, just all sorts of women. Like, he gets, what is it, Klinger's cousin, um, Potter's, I don't remember. Niece? Niece. Um, Igor's... Igor's like, you want a picture of my wife or, or my, my girlfriend? girlfriend. <laughs> uh, this one. Oh, my girlfriend. Good choice. Is she holding a sledgehammer? Yeah, we worked in the stun line together at the meat factory. That's where I met her. <laughs> and um, Hawkeye's just gathering all these pictures of women. And then together with BJ and Margaret, some one of them writes a letter... That says what? It basically says, you know, congratulations on your wedding. You know, good to see that you're moving on. Um, here's your picture back. Please, I can't remember which one is you. So pick out your picture and send the rest back to me. Which, to me, is like gives him his power back. Because yeah. you immediately could see him feeling so much better. In mm -hmm. fact, he's... He, then he gets like this smirk on his face yeah. and his eyes light up and they're like what what you could see he wanted to say something he said let's send it postage too <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like oh great yes yeah. you're back you know um so it, it was good to see him thinking you know of something that way rather than thinking it's all his fault because yeah. you knew it wasn't no yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So that's Mathis' story. Yeah, um, but that was such a great way to end it. I mm -hmm. we have to learn to think that way sometimes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Other than always, mm -hmm. you know, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Who do you want to talk about next? We have Levens and Rice. Let's save Levens for last and do Rice. Cause... Okay. So Rice comes in. He's on the stretcher. They're doing triage at night. I need my pack. I need my pack. Where's my pack? The whole it, time I'm thinking it's going to be cash or money yeah, or something. It's going to be very difficult for me to operate on you with that. You'll get it back, I promise. So they get this pack away from him. And in post-op, the first thing he wants is his field pack. And he gets it. And arm in bandages and sling, he starts you know, frantically tearing it open as Major Winchester is sitting on his bunk. And what does he pull out? Sells investment packets. So this man is a salesman and a good one because mm -hmm. he does talk. In fact, it's funny because Hawkeye and BJ walk into the mess tent and they're like, who in the world would buy anything from this guy? Because he's such a salesman. Mm -hmm. And in walks Margaret, proud as a peacock. Because yeah. she just bought 25 shares. Uh -huh. And uh, Colonel Potter bought some. So... Mm. I mean, the people that bought them felt very good about their investments. So I don't know if it was good investments or not good investments. The point yeah. is, he was selling to some very mm. 
strong-willed, strong-minded people. Yeah. So he was good at what he did. Security, fidelity, so mutual he, funds. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was just, he was trying to sell to everyone. And um, who is it, BJ or Charles, who says to him, how's it going? And he makes the comment, oh, pretty good. It's really hard to talk to some of these guys when they're unconscious, though. Yeah. <laughs> really hurting my sales figures. I don't know. It was BJ, though, that went to Winchester and said, this is your patient. Do something about it. He's driving everyone crazy. And Charles' response at first is, I'm his doctor, not his babysitter. But he came up with an excellent idea. <laughs> and the part that always makes me laugh in this is when he starts talking to Rice. Do you know, and, and he uh, takes a flashlight and a tongue depressor and looks in his mouth, and then he's holding the tongue depressor entirely in one hand with his thumb up against one side, right? Do you know anything about anatomy? And Rice says no, and then he just, you <laughs> hear it more than see it, but you see him snap the tongue depressor. And I just laugh because that's, <laughs> it's like... Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that's why you were like, yeah. you did start laughing during the yeah. I'm like, because why is it funny that he broke the tongue depressor? Because in my mind, it's just Charles going, oh, this is going to be way easier than I thought. <laughs> okay. Perfect. You know nothing. Because then what does he tell Rice? That he has a larynectomous... Latricium. Latricium, yeah. He, he oh. has a problem with his latricium subversus. <laughs> And that it's twitching, and it's a it's a muscle that, or it's a ligament that connects the shoulder blade, where he was hit, to the larynx, and and there's, you know, a very there's one cure. There's there's a very slim chance, but it could render him mute, if it continues to twitch like that. But that's my life. That's my job. I can't lose my voice. Well, there is a rather severe treatment, but. I'll do anything, anything at all. I can't lose my voice. If you didn't talk for 24 to 48 hours, it should relieve the tension on the latricium and stop the spasming. And so the guy stops talking. And uh, I, the, the, the line that Charles says to BJ as he's exiting post-op is great, too. BJ says, so, how's it going? And Charles just goes... Mum's the word. Mum's the word. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, this guy was trying to sell everyone in post-op, including the doctors and the staff and the nurses. And, and all the patients, whether you were coherent or not. Mm -hmm. And then, as he's leaving, he's still under this 24 to 48-hour restriction. And then what? They took an x-ray. Yeah. And guess what? It was miraculous. It wasn't an x-ray. It was a latricheogram. A latricheogram, yes. <laughs> it oh. just looked like an x-ray. It, it was, was a latricheogram. And he was here, healed. Yeah. Jumps in the front of the truck with the driver mm -hmm. instead of the back where he should have been yeah. and starts trying to sell him insurance or mm -hmm. the investment stuff, whatever it is. And my favorite part of that conversation was... Where Charles says, yes, it's completely healed. It's as if nothing were no. ever wrong at all. Which it wasn't. Nope. So, yeah, I, that was very cute. Um, and, and how they kept Rice quiet for his... 
the remainder of his stay at the forward level 7th, and then we come down to Levin. Corporal Joshua Levin, except... Well, he asked to speak with Father Mulcahy, and Father Mulcahy was a tad bit confused because well, Corporal Levin is Jewish, yeah, and, and he said, I'll try. Yeah, keep in mind, when he came in, he was having a reaction to the blood transfusion. Because oh. it was type A positive, and he was B positive. Okay, so they figured that out after trying to cross-match him. Um, after surgery, they couldn't get him back his uniform, because the only uniform left over belonged to uh, Corporal Gerald Mullen. But often we trade uniforms. At the front. Know, oh, and it is about front. your size. Yeah, yeah, that's mine. Okay. 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 But, you know, because we trade uniforms mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. which I don't think they do. No. <laughs> Nasty. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, he has Father Okay, he come in and he's like, I'd, I'd like to confess. And Father Mulcahy, okay, many non-Catholics have. Can you wear your stole, Father? Well, it's just a, you know, a representation. You're Jewish, you don't... I, I would appreciate it if you wore your stole. So it became a true confession. And this is the part that kind of bothers me. Mm -hmm. Because as he confesses that he told the story, and it's a crazy... It's, an awful story about all of his buddies going in and they were in a shelling they all got shot well mm. that's where he actually got shot i believe too yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. um he took his buddies because his buddy was going home in a couple days he took his dog tags um mm -hmm. and he planned on living his life out as that person so he can go home mm -hmm. which like they were to the point of death. All his buddies died, and he had to lay there and pretend he was dead as people kicked him. They even kicked so, me I mean, in the head, and I didn't move. I didn't move at all. They, it worked. It worked. They thought I was dead. Can you imagine? I, I can't even. I can't even. First of all, to know your buddies were killed. Second mm -hmm. of all, to lay there while someone's kicking you, believing that you were dead. And now you're getting sent to this MASH unit. And you have, like I said, there was just no time for grieving. There's no time, and there isn't in war. It's like you just go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. You don't get to deal with yeah. life. You have to go from one thing to the next thing. Well, that, you know, you were mentioning, um, I think, last week about um, the wiki and how, you know, he was clearly suffering from. PTSD, yes. and they just weren't treating that, well, that's because, you know, think, this wasn't long after World War II and Patton slapping a kid for having, you know, that fake shell shock. It, it wasn't... It wasn't looked upon. Thing. It, yeah. How sad, though, that mm -hmm. you yeah. didn't get to deal with your emotions and mm -hmm. you had to just go on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the point you made, I... I still tend to disagree with about, you know, why isn't Father Mulcahy giving him absolution? Yeah, he refused to give him absolution because he had no remorse. Mm -hmm. But he had enough remorse to want to go to confession. So the remorse well, he, is there. I would say that he felt guilty, but not remorseful. Because, you know, to, in my mind, guilt 
you, you feel like you've done something wrong. Remorse means you want to atone, you for, want it. To atone for it. But, but he, he wanted to atone for it. That's why he wanted confession. But he wasn't going to stop. Ask. Otherwise, he would have just told him about it. He actually asked for confession, which yeah. meant that he was sorry for his sin. He was actually sorry for it. Well, now, and in, in, in see, in my mind, one of the reasons he asked for confession was so that he had the sanctity of the confessional. So that Father Mulcahy, he couldn't share what he was being told. If he just told him, Mulcahy, he could have just gone straight to Colonel Potter. But because it was within the sanctity of the confession... He couldn't tell. He was bound. But, no, I, and I get what you're saying. I'm just going to respectfully disagree in this case because I don't... I think what Mulcahy said, I don't think he was remorseful. I, you know, he wasn't going to stop pretending to be Levin's until he got back to the States. Well... And then he would stop being Levin's, but he would just stop being anybody. Just to use that example, then, um, if you're a mafia killer, and mafia killers often go to confession so they don't have to go to hell, so they go to confession to get rid of it, the sin, but yet continue to kill. You know, they get their absolution. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. That's a whole nother. We could mm -hmm. do a whole thing on that. But yeah, um, I'm just saying I I can understand yep. why he wouldn't. Right. Because you're not. Levin wasn't, in my mind, he wasn't going to stop doing the thing that was deceitful, that yep. was sinful. Father Mulcahy came up with this great idea. Yeah. In, let's let his let's let Levin's family teach. Mm -hmm. show him what life would be like because they're going to go on then thinking Levin's alive if he comes home. Except he'll never come home. Except he'll never come home. So they'll never know what happened to him. Mm -hmm. So Father Mulcahy read the letter, one letter. He got a bunch of letters, but he read one letter, I think from his dad. He yeah, said from... Pa or something. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then I wasn't sure if it was grandfather or father. Mm. Papa, yeah. Papa. Mm-hmm. And, um, because that's what Ryan calls my husband, Papa. Right, so. right. But yeah, I think in this case it was Levin's dad. <laughs> it was his dad. dad. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and it made Levin think, yeah, these people are going to expect him to walk off the boat or whatever it is mm. that you yeah. get sent home on. Yeah, boat. And he will be there. You mm -hmm. will be there. And who are you going to be when you get there? That He said that too. Who are, yeah. Like, are you going to be loving for the rest of your life? Or are you going to go see your family and be who you are? Because you can't. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. He would have, I mean, if he switched dog tags and everything. He would, his family would get the letter saying he's dead. So he can't go home. Wouldn't that be shocking? Mm-hmm. And eventually that would work its way back, and he would be in big trouble. Yes. So he can't be either person. Mm. Yeah. So he realized that and actually said he lost his dog tags and... Mm-hmm. And got on the Jeep back to the front. And I, you know, I think in that situation... I mean, it was the right thing to do. It was the hard thing to do. Yes. You know, he, that... been, he thought in his mind he had all these plans for when he was going to go home mm -hmm. in two days. But 
Don't, but he was in a state of mind where, you know, he laid there pretending to be dead while someone kicked him in the head. I, I guess, you know, that puts you in that state of mind where, yes, I want to go home. Oh, yeah. No, I totally get so, why he did yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. No, I think it's a very normal reaction to an abnormal situation. Right. Totally. Yeah. I wouldn't want to ever be put in that situation. I think I'm beyond draft age, so I shouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it it had to be hard for him. And um, you, you do see, though, that a weight has been lifted when he decides to go back. Yeah, so, he, great episode. A lot of conflicting mm -hmm. things, though, yeah. because... Mm -hmm. Socially, the first guy you feel mm. bad for, the second guy is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And now this guy, what would mm -hmm. I do? If I had a chance to go home, couldn't you go home and then... <laughs> no, I guess you could And then confess, yeah. But then you'd probably go to jail. Why? Would you confess? To a priest? Yeah, I don't know. No. Who would tell? The priest? No, he, he couldn't tell. But, yeah. <laughs> but you could never be yourself. No, you so couldn't. So you would be in an, your own kind of prison, I think. Yeah, just like when Klinger was um, about to go home with the papers a few weeks back out of season nine. Oh, yeah. You know, he was going to be Sven Landren. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't go back to Toledo. He couldn't right. be Sven Landren or... Klinger. Klinger. He couldn't be he, anywhere. Yeah. He would have to be on the run his whole life. and What kind of life is that? I think I'd rather be in the army where they're at least feeding you and clothing you and <laughs> giving you medical. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think that's the point that Gerald Mullen eventually reached, you know? Which is, it's kind of interesting now that I think about that. Just like, if I had to broad stroke these three characters, we have one who plays kind of um, the recovering victim. Oh, yeah. One who plays the part of, um, kind of a social leech. Yeah. And one who plays, um, almost like, um, the, the changeling. You know, the, um... Like, you don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, there is no identity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, there's a type of, I want to say there's a type of lizard that actually puts its eggs in place of uh, birds' eggs in nests. Oh, really? And then the birds hatch the lizards to the detriment of, of their own species. And I, yeah. And that's what I kind of feel like um, Gerald Mullen was being, you know, was he was going to use this to his own advantage to get away, but it wasn't, yeah, just broad strokes, because I'm trying to, you know, think of the deeper meaning, as I try <laughs> to do, <laughs> but yeah, those are well, kind yeah, of, yeah, there's, I mean, you could go on each, each one of these identity, mm -hmm. as it's called, identity crisis, mm -hmm. you could mm -hmm. probably talk for two hours on each one, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good way to look at that title. I didn't think of that. I only thought of it as applying to uh, 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 Mullen well, Levin. No, I think on each one of them has their own thing they're going through. You're right. Yeah, it's a good way to look at that. 
Anything else from this episode? No, we cut, we got everything. Okay. Um, some little notes. This is the first episode to be directed by David Ogden Steers. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else? Oh yeah, an anachronism. Uh, shot in 1981, Klinger is clearly seen using a maglite flashlight. That light wasn't introduced to the market until 1979, and therefore shouldn't have been around. Um, oh yeah, the Igor thing. Igor stunned cattle at a slaughterhouse before he was drafted. That's where he met his girlfriend. But not his wife. But not his wife. He was married. <laughs> yeah. Guest stars recurring cast. We had Dirk Blocker as James Mathis. Squire Frittle as Corporal Alvin Rice, Joe Pantoliano as Corporal Jared Mullen, Josh Levin, Jeff Maxwell reprising his role as Igor Straminsky, Kellen Nakahara as Nurse Kelly, Joanne Thompson as Nurse Joanne Thompson, Shari Saba as Nurse Shari, and Bill Snyder as Driver. This episode had production code Z423. Writers were Dan Wilcox and Thab Mumford, and, as I said, director was David Ogden Steers. Original air date, November 2nd, 1981. Yeah. Moving on, Season 10, Episode 4, Rumor at the Top. Essentially what's going on throughout this episode is... Um, General... Torgerson, General Edwin Torgerson, calls the 477th, talks to Potter, tells him, I'm forming a new mash. I'm going to send somebody to observe yours so we know how to assemble a new one. Potter doesn't tell his staff, and they go off half-cocked, expecting themselves, their friend, or someone else from mash, 477th, to be pulled to the new one. And so they all they all basically end up making butts of themselves. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Yes, and that's really the episode. And we find out at the end that, yes, uh, Major Burnham really is there for that purpose, which puts Charles into um, a little bit of hyperventilating. Because he's been bragging about himself because he thought that they were mm. looking for a personal surgeon for General Ferguson, or Torgerson. Yep, Torgerson. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but then... The Major says, no, no, I'm here to observe so we can replicate, not rip apart. When you find something that works, don't mess with it. Exactly. Um, and that's really the basis of this. Uh, the, the interesting thing with Mulcahy in this episode, because this is another one where we see him featured, is his job. Margaret is afraid that they're going to take Potter. So Mulcahy's job, and I'm listing this separate because... It's not an interaction with Burnham. Everybody else interacts with Burnham. Right. But Mulcahy doesn't. He interacts with Potter. And his job is to keep Potter away from Burnham. And he does this by telling Potter, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia is going to do an ecclesiastical esplanade, a sort of hall of priests, hall of fame for priests, and they want a painting of me to hang up. And so he uh, he's a harsh taskmaster in getting... Potter to paint him. Because Potter kept saying, next week we'll start it, or, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. it, no, no, they, they need it right away. And that's, 
that's what Mulcahy's doing the whole episode, is keeping Potter on task to finish this portrait. And, uh, yeah, it's great because at the end of the episode, they're all viewing this portrait for the first time. And uh, Potter unveils it, and um, Mulcahy says, uh, they're, they're not actually doing it. They thought that an esplanade would be a little bit too much. And so they're doing wallet pictures on a bulletin board. And uh, I, I, since you spent so much time on it, Colonel, I think you should keep it. Oh, that's dandy, Father. I'll hang it up right here so that you can always keep an eye on me and keep me on the straight and narrow. Father, there's, or, uh, Colonel, there, there is some... something I think I must confess to you. Margaret, Margaret slaps him. I'm surprised you did. Thank you. I was going to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw you winding up. Thank you. But she smacks him and he goes, and Potter says, what is it, Father? I think the portrait would look better over there. <laughs> because Margaret and him had this conversation where Margaret wanted him to keep the colonel busy and he's like I will not lie for this I will not lie and she's like no I'll do all the lying you just keep him busy and he said I can do that I can yeah and, because he had, um, I he, was going to only hit you for realism was, <laughs> yes. we want realism oh, yeah. in this podcast we yeah. don't want any fake owing yeah yeah that that's it um but yeah because um okay he said I can't lie I would have to confess and it would have to be to myself and I'm a very harsh uh, priest so as I'm far not as confessing lie, just keep him busy so that was his mm. job to keep him busy but then yep. he had this guilt take over him <laughs> when he was going to tell the truth which is why he says not there over there over there mm -hmm. so I really I liked his part in it but again I bring that up separately because they don't interact with Burnham or um, okay he never interacts with Burnham Potter, Margaret does though. Margaret does Potter does at the end uh, everybody else does. All the main cast does, except for Mulcahy. So let's... Oh my let's, gosh, Margaret was crazy. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of the cast. And since we were talking about Potter and Margaret, what does Margaret do? Well, she thinks that they're going to take Potter to lead it. Yeah. So she is going to him, talking about his naps and his senility <laughs> and his... You know, Father Colonel Potter's losing it, and mm -hmm. he's she's just kind of ripping him oh, yeah. apart. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like when when she walks into the mess tent, Burnham is talking to, um, uh, talking to Charles, and she says, "Have you seen the Colonel? I was supposed to meet him for supper." Nope. He must be napping. <laughs> oh, he likes. He likes to eat his supper on Sophie, his horse, because he likes to go on rides afterward. I better go check on him. Sometimes he falls off. She's just making him nuttier than yeah. a fruitcake. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just keeps feeding Burnham all these lines. But Klinger has to be one of the best. Oh, my like, God. Klinger reverts back to the old Klinger. Because he, yeah. he thinks they're going to take him. And a like five-star scrounger like me? Yeah, a company clerk is something that's very important to a MASH mm -hmm. unit in his head. And he's very important. And, of course, they're going to take him. Mm -hmm. So he's running around being this little cult leader. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, dressed yeah. in some sort of cassock and 
Like a turban. Carrying a yeah. broomstick with flowers on it yeah. is all I can explain. I'm going to go with he's trying to be a druid. A druid? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he cause came out of the bushes. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's where he was worshipping, was in the bushes. So he's a he's a reformed druid. Yeah. Obviously. He was nuts. A, a, a non, if, he was a, if he was a traditional druid, he would be praying on a tree, but he was Yeah, so he dressed the, the part, of course, because he's cleaner, yeah. you know. No one else felt it necessary to dress like a nut. They just acted like nuts. <laughs> Shaboom be praised. <laughs> and then, of course, Margaret told him that, you know, why does Potter let him get away with this? Oh, because he got him to join up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ever like, since he got him to convert. Um, my favorite antic from Klinger in this episode had to be after Margaret talked to Burnham and Winchester in the mess tent, Klinger comes in. And this is the time of celebration where we are supposed to abstain from all earthly pleasures. How dare you eat <gasps> spam? Yuck. And he flips over Burnham's tray. And Should... everyone else continues to eat as if nothing happened. Yeah. Like, Winchester just continued. Like, yeah. nobody, if you watched around, which is what I was doing, yeah. it's like nobody even, like, flinched. Well, and I think, like you said, they're used to old clinger. So to them, yeah. it's like, whatever. Winchester is just... Focusing on himself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Burnham is just looking around. The food's splayed in front of him. Clinger, shaboom be praised. And he then he walks out. Turn. And Winchester just keeps eating. Everyone else just continues with their stuff. No one even... Like, his tray was flipped over. It was loud. It was messy. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared. me crazy. Yeah. And yeah, Winchester. So, what do you think of Detroit? <laughs> just keeps eating. And he was sucking up because everyone told him, like, that he liked boxing. Well, it's the general that likes boxing. This yeah. guy, not a fan. You know, and they said he was from Montana, which he the, wasn't. He was from Detroit. Well, they... Yeah... Margaret told Charles that the general liked oh, the boxing, general. that the general came from Montana. And so Charles was trying to impress Burnham so that Burnham would give a favorable report to Torgerson. But Torgerson, but... Everything about Torgerson... Drove this guy nuts. Because like, <laughs> so, they spent too much time together. Mm -hmm. So it, that was, it was fun. It was great. Um, but yeah, then finally... Um, and this episode showed me, too, again, how much Hawkeye and BJ are reliant on each other. Like, yeah, they have yeah. been these last episodes. The way that Trapper and Hawkeye used yeah. to be, these two have become, like, one person. I, I will go one further, because uh, with Trapper, Trapper always seemed to be the sidekick. Yeah. But... I think that Hawkeye and BJ are equals. Yes, I think so too. And yeah. this episode's kind of proving it because yeah. Hawkeye thinks they're taking him to be the general's or the chief, chief surgeon. surgeon. And BJ's like, why you? Oh, I'm be better than you are. Well, but I'm chief surgeon now, so they would take me. No, but they're going to want a better one, so they'll take me. <laughs> and what does it matter? If they take you... They take me. Well, if they take you, then I'll be chief surgeon here. So I'll be chief surgeon no matter what. Look, look, BJ, I don't care. It means that we're getting split up, stupid. And I don't want that to happen. Well, then what are we going to do about it, dummy? Uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> when they come up with telling Winchester that, 
this guy's like recruiting someone to be the general's personal assistant, which is yeah. what he did before he made this cribbage mistake. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, like, um, I think it's great that they make a callback in this episode with Hawkeye in that, um, you know, they're telling Charles about this. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want this? And uh, Hawkeye says, I've had that offer before. And he literally has. Yes, he has. Yeah. And um, I didn't, I don't want to be, you know, like whining and dining all the time and doing nothing but like smoking cigars and drinking scotch in Tokyo. That's not for me. That's <laughs> really isn't for him either. Yeah. They, <laughs> they set the hook with Charles and they're just reeling him in. But um, it they, was, yeah, an easy fat kit fish to catch so. yeah oh, but what what he does or what they do to to try and dissuade burnham from taking either one of them is great it, it starts with um does it start with the dog or the surgery oh, the dog I the think. dog first is the, the dog well so, the dog walks in with his yeah collar. with his collar it has three general stars and then the uh the staff of caduceus on it the medical symbol and then later, after Klinger flips over Burnham's tray in a in a, in the mess tent, they come and sit next to him. And Hawkeye has the dog's collar on his tray oh. with meat, and Burnham's like, "Is that the the dog's the dog's collar?" Yes, it's a delicacy here. Yeah, you should try some here. <laughs> <laughs> Burnham gets up and leaves, and then um. Then after, yeah, because then after that, BJ is doing the whole um, ball and stick with like a softball and, yeah, a, and a, a toilet, toilet plunger. plunger. And um, Igor comes in. Captains, there's a wounded man in Priyav. They need you right away. Well, what do we need to wash our hands for? Yeah, they, they just put gloves on him anyway. Hey. Do we really have to operate on him? I have a date tonight. I know. This is really, you know, crimping my style. <laughs> I was going to do laundry. <laughs> well, I guess we better scrub. Oh, wait. The patient's missing. Oh, good. What, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't that he's missing. Oh, yeah. He left. It, it's too late, doctors. <laughs> We've lost him. The patient died? Oh, he's missing. We don't know where we put him. We took a new wave you, surgery. Yeah. You, Igor, you mean you lost him between pre-op and the OR? How? We took a new route. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> now we can go on our date and you can do your laundry. Yeah, and Burnham's but, just beside himself. You call oh, yourself fact, he's doctors? Up and leaving. Well, he's like, but, this but is I love not... the line with him. You call yourself doctors? And Hawkeye just does not give up the ghost. He's like, hey, look, fella. We're not responsible for him until he hits that table. But what about compassion, humanity, your Hippocratic Oath? Oh, I bet you've seen all the doctor movies, haven't you? <laughs> and then he just turns to BJ. Do you have any cologne? <laughs> Only if you have any uh, well, clothespins. Yeah. Okay. And they just walk out. But then, of course, real mash happened, and in come the choppers, mm. and guess who saw the real mash in work? Colonel Potter was right on the ball. Mm -hmm. The doctors were right on the ball. Mm -hmm. He knew this, but, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, I think he was mm -hmm. getting a little weary, weary Ooh, though. Like, yeah. I mean, he was getting scared. This yeah, is not yeah. a good mash. Yeah. I've heard that this place was screwy, but, Wow. <laughs> 
And yeah, um, you know, afterward they're in the mess tent drinking some coffee, and uh, the colonel comes in with Burnham, and uh, you know, the I colonel think, knew the truth the whole time. Yeah, I think it's time to explain this to everyone. And he says, you know, I am forming a new mash, and uh, I knew it. And what? Um, Klinger says, you're not taking him, pointing at the colonel, or me neither, or none of us. And Charles, realizing that they're forming a new, new mash, not looking for a personal surgeon, just <gasps> oh no, <gasps> yeah, I thought he was... has to sit down. And, yeah, but that's where Burnham says we were looking to replicate this, not break it up. And then he said something crazy: the the army would never break up a great thing, but. Come on, it's the army. They yeah. usually see something good and think, <laughs> yeah. I think you have a point there. Yeah, yeah. so that mm -hmm. one threw me for a loop a little yeah. bit, but. Yeah. And, and then we already talked about the ending. With mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Now to point out how how all this um, rumor started, uh, just because we didn't really touch on oh, that. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Um, Klinger is trying to get new... Uh, gowns, new surgical gowns, and this is he calls for new surgical gowns right after the call from Torgerson. Well, when he calls HQ Supply, they tell him no, there are no supplies going out. No for, medical supplies. No medical supplies for another week. And Klinger says, "Wow, uh, what do you need all those for? It sounds like you have enough for a whole nother mash." And the guy says, "That's classified." Then, in the O Club, Klinger is the bartender serving Hawkeye. Hawkeye asks for another beverage. Klinger makes some comment about talk to Torgerson. Um, Hawkeye says, Edwin Torgerson, the mash maker? Yeah, so He's, they all know him is, as that. Yeah, his name is on the letter that sent me here. He is in charge of making all the new mashes. And then Klinger sets down the martini that he was about to give to Hawkeye and goes... He's in charge of making all the new mashes. Yeah. So he slugs the martini, sets it down, and goes, This is horrible. <laughs> and I... <laughs> the so Hawkeye line. Yeah, because he puts two and three together and comes up with a new mash being formed. But just as a quick, because this just occurred to me, uh, Hawkeye's reply to that when Klinger downs the martini and says, This is horrible. Hawkeye goes, Oh. Next time I'll order a Manhattan. Because Klinger drank Hawkeye's yeah. drink, yeah. So I just but didn't he say pour another shower over my olive or something? Yes, I need I need another too. bath for my for olive. For my olive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I need a new bath for my olive. That yeah. was the first time I had ever heard that. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it was, I really liked that episode. Um, my olives go first, so I didn't really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. And you, you, you typically get yours in whiskey, not yes, gin. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But, um, a couple of good episodes. Um, anything else about this one in particular? No. Okay, then ahead. let's uh, go through... Okay, the shortcut we mentioned. Guest stars, recurring cast. We have Jack... <laughs> Let me try that again. Jeff Maxwell reprising his role as Igor Straminsky. Nicholas Pryor as Major Nathaniel Burnham. Roy Goldman as Corporal Roy Goldman, who was both the patient that they lost in OR and a, a corpsman who was telling Major Burnham to get his Jeep out of the way. We need this for patients. Hey, I know you. <laughs> Uncredited appearance by Kelly Nakahara. 
Writer, David Pollock and Elias Davis. Director was Charles S. Dubin. Well, that can't be right. What? The original air date, November 0. Uh, it does say that. It says November 0. That can't be right. Well, let's look at when the last one was aired. November 2nd, so that's got to be like the 9th. Let's go with the 9th. November 9th, 1981. It was not November 0. That was not the right air date. That wiki is wrong. Bad wiki. November 0. I can't even double check it. The IMDB link is broken. I'm getting a 404 error. Alright, so, anyway. uh, And the production code was Z424. In case you needed that. Yep, I got it. Okay. <laughs> I did it while you were checking your November zero. <laughs> and November is such an important month for you since it it's your is. birthday month. And... It is. I know that there's no zero in that month. <laughs> I happen to know this. I've been through a few of them. So, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time or you're a returning listener, thank you so very much. If you are a first-time listener and you would like to catch up with our backlog of episodes, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There on the page you'll find MP3s of all of our back episodes. You can either download those or stream them. Or, if you do the podcast thing, you can go to iTunes or your favorite podcast application or Stitcher Radio, search for Whiskey and Mash, and all of our back episodes should be there. If they happen not to be there on Stitcher or something, please let us know by, on that Whiskey and Mash page on narclaninc.com, there is an email link where you can email us directly here at the podcast, and there's also a Facebook link that will take you directly over to our Facebook page. Like that page, follow it, so that you know whenever we're putting out a new episode, like I just did for last week, because we're recording back-to-back. Which is weird, because I pretended like last week was last week, and not not two hours ago. But that's okay, because we're presenting, and it's the magic of radio. The magic. Magic. Um, if you feel like this podcast is worth your support, we're not asking for monetary support right now, but we would love to grow our listener base, our fan base, if you will. I don't know if you're a fan or not. You might just be a listener. That's up to you, how you classify yourself. I don't judge about labels. I really don't. Um, But the best way for you to help support this podcast is to share it with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, um, an enemy. We don't mind. That's fine. Um, But just help us get a larger listener base because we, I plan on continuing this for a long time to come. Um, Because it's only been two short years. Yeah, and we're almost through 11 seasons of MASH. There are lots of other TV shows out there that are in half-hour formats that we can keep doing this with, and I am fine with that. Um, I personally am looking forward to um, Frasier and Sherry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or um, Wine and More, eventually. We'll figure it out. (laughs) if If you think of any shows and any handy... Uh, spirit names, spirit drink names that go along we with. We uh, do drink our whiskey with yeah, whiskey and mash. Yeah, We're, that's why it's called whiskey and mash. Yeah. It would it would be one of us every week. At least one of us is having a whiskey beverage. Which, <laughs> if you're of age, of please, us. yeah, yeah, yes, join us. yes, join us if you're of age. <laughs> we're not. We we are absolutely not going to encourage underage drinking. <laughs> if you're of age, please join us. That would be great. It might help make things a little more 
<laughs> Understandable. I don't know. Except if you're driving to or from work, don't do it then. That don't. Drinking and driving is bad. I think you could protect us enough. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, share this with a friend or family member or coworker. Give us your feedback. Email us. Go over to Facebook. Send us a message. Uh, leave, leave them. Yes, that is a sword letter opener. You are correct. Thankfully, it is not sharp because she is stabbing the air with it <sighs> around me. Um, <sighs> let us know what you think about this particular episode of ours. You know, leave just leave us a comment or like it, like like the post about it. We would love to know that you're out there. I think that's all I have. That's okay. my normal spiel and that's some. Well, you have a great week and have fun in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I'll be in Chicago next week okay. when when this gets posted or the weekend before this gets posted. I should roll the credits. Roll this the credits. is where the outro goes, outro goes. <sighs> so I don't know if you're planning on doing that, but I want to do the potatoes now, though, and then I can get them in. And if you want another one, fine. If not, that's fine, too. You can see. We can always, we have a few days this week, or, you know, we can always do it during the week. It's not like... It's not like it has to be a Sunday. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's such a long walk to do these now. All the way across the house. All the way across. I'm way on the other side of the house. Oh, such a long walk. Oh, have yeah, a good week, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Have a great week.